Hi, this is Joe Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And firstly, a very warm welcome to 2023. I hope you've uh, had a, a very enjoyable break over the Christmas period. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to sharing lots of new podcast topics with you this year. Uh, I've got a few really interesting ones in the in the pipeline, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. So uh, thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast. And uh, as I keep asking or reminding you throughout the year, if you know of anyone that's going to benefit from listening, please do share. Okay, so let's get into it for this year then. And the first topic that I'd like to talk about is really reflecting on 2022, so last year, of course, uh, and uh, asking ourselves, what can we learn from last year? I mean, I like to do that as a general exercise, but specifically today, uh, really focusing on investments, of course. George Santana wrote back in 1905, more than 100 years ago, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Uh, and uh, that's why I think it's worthwhile to reflect what do we learn through 2022 uh, and how can we then incorporate those learnings into future investment decision making. Before we uh, get into that, uh, let's have a review of 2022 and let's look at the returns that various asset classes uh, produced because I think it's uh, important to sort of paint that picture. So the US share market lost around 20%. Um, however, if you're an Australian investor, you know, investing in Aussie dollars, uh, you only lost 12%. Uh, and the reason for that is the uh, Aussie dollar devalued throughout the year compared to the US dollar, um, which sort of offsets some of those uh, losses. Uh, the global uh, share index performed only slightly better than that, down 18%. Um, but still down 12% on an unhedged basis. So pretty tumultuous. You know, the, the global index was certainly uh, impacted by the US uh, as it makes up 60-70% of that global index. Uh, so not really great news. The, the UK market was relatively flat and really the best performing uh, share market in the developed economy or developed world. Uh, and whether you were hedged or not didn't really matter so much because both the... Aussie dollar and British pound uh, lost value compared to the US dollar over that period. If you look at, into uh, residential property then, uh, according to CoreLogic, house prices in the largest five capital cities fell 7.1% for houses and 5.5% for apartments. Uh, Sydney was the worst performing market, losing 12%. Uh, Adelaide was the best performing market, gaining uh, 10%. Uh, and just for context, Melbourne lost uh, 8%. Uh, now, this is based on CoreLogic's uh, daily price index. Uh, so let's wait to see what uh, the median price data that tends to get released uh, two or three months after the end of the year. Let's see if that uh, corroborates those, uh, those indications. But certainly, Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane lost value in terms of property values over that, over that year. Now, to continue with the bad news, unfortunately, bonds had their worst year on record. Uh, I've spoken about that at this podcast uh, previously, uh, really on record since bond indexes began in the 70s. Uh, so depending on the bond index, whether it was government or treasury or corporate bonds, uh, bonds lost somewhere between 6 and 15% over the year. So that's a pretty significant fall. 
Um, and it's only occurred twice. That is where bonds and shares have fallen in the same year. It's only happened twice over the past 100 years. So really, uh, 2022 was a very strange year for bonds, uh, certainly uh, probably something that won't be repeated in our lifetimes. Uh, Listed commercial property, so that's a real estate investment trust or, or REITs is the acronym, uh, have been hammered by you know higher interest rates, lockdowns, work from home, all those sorts of things. Uh, global and Australian REITs lost uh, between 20 to 25%. So if you invest in commercial property via those sorts of funds, uh, that's how you can expect uh, them to perform. Uh, terribly would be the, the summation there. Uh, and global infrastructure fared much better. It was kind of even on an unhedged basis and down about 5% on a, on a hedged basis. Uh, cash and commodities were the only two asset classes to uh, produce a positive return. Uh, commodities lost value over the second half of the year. The first half of the year was relatively good. Uh, cash, obviously, given uh, interest rate hikes over the second half of 2022, uh, term deposits are now paying around about 4%. Um, uh, it was much, much lower, of course, at the beginning of 2022. So uh, they're really the only two asset classes that performed well. Other than that, it was just a sea of red, uh, which is kind of terrible. But uh, again, we don't really learn much from winners. Uh, we only uh, really learn from losers. And it's, uh, it's good to reflect back what can we learn from 2022. And as I reflect over last calendar year, there's really two learnings that jump out of me. The first one is that I'm reminded that returns are absolutely random and very unpredictable in the short run. Um, in fact, a guy named Bernard Melky wrote a book called Random Walk Down Wall Street. And the thesis behind that book was that returns were incredibly well random. Uh, Bernard went on to co-found uh, Vanguard, the largest index manager, uh, again in the 70s, uh, off the back of that sort of thesis or work that he did uh, around re- uh, randomness. Uh, and in fact, I've got a chart in the uh, blog this week, uh, of course, the link's in the show notes, uh, where I've uh, compared returns since 1993, 1993 because that's when Super started, uh, so I use this chart mainly for advice around Super, and I've colour-coded the returns and sorted them from high to low, uh, by calendar year, and it shows that there's no there's no patterns there. You know that that returns are incredibly random, and uh, you know if you ask someone, uh, you know which asset class will perform the best in 2023, and they think they can give you an answer, um, they're probably lying to you because the the evidence is that no one really knows. And so then, how do you um, how how can you respond to that then uh, if no one really knows? Well, firstly. Um, the best evidence-based response then is to invest in various asset classes. So if you like, have a finger in each pie. Uh, and that way you kind of hedge your bets a little bit by saying, well, if I'm, if I'm investing in shares and uh, residential property and direct commercial property and bonds and uh, commodities and et cetera, et cetera, um, then I've got a, a, a horse in every race and depending on what happens in 2023, some are going to win, some are going to lose. But in the long run, uh, at least I've uh, spread my risk uh, across various asset classes. And the second lesson that 2022 provides is that having the discipline to stick to regular investing 
um, is what's really going to drive returns because you dollar cost average into the market. So anyone that invested, for example, in the Australian index in June or September last year is already up 11% because um, yeah, the market's recovered somewhat. Uh, and you know the answer is, uh, well, the observation is no one really knows you know which month is the perfect month to invest in. But if you had have invested in every single month last year, just progressively, as I do, as my clients do, uh, then that's the best, really the best way uh, to mitigate risk and dollar cost average into the market. Uh, in fact, I've got a link in the show notes to a video, an interview of Jack Bogle. He was the other co-founder of uh, Vanguard, and it was only recorded a few years ago um, before he passed away at 90 years of age. Um, and uh, essentially, he's asked, what do you do when the market drops? Uh, and uh, his answer is, well, you, the last thing you do is stop investing because no one really knows when the bottom of the market is. And uh, markets will recover strongly eventually anyway. So so in summary then, the first um, lesson in 2022 was really have a diversified portfolio, uh, make regular investments and have the discipline to stick to it. The second lesson is that uh, volatility creates uh, great investment opportunities. And really uh, the best investment opportunities exist when uncertainty is at its highest point. So really that's when um, everything seems uncertain, everything seems risky. Uh, There's lots of people out there with some um, horrible predictions around what markets will do. That's the time, that's typically the best time to buy. Um, Now you don't need to pick that because again, if you're being disciplined and regularly investing, um, then that'll sort it all out. But I read with interest this chart produced by a guy that um, I follow on Twitter uh, and he produces a lot of a lot of charts and interesting information. Um, anyway, I've got a, a, a link to that um, in the show notes, of course, and a blog on the website. Um, but essentially, what he charted was um, the subsequent one-year return uh, each time CNBC, which obviously is a U.S. television station, declared that markets are in turmoil. So if that was the key message, your markets are in turmoil, what happened one year after they said that? And um, without fail, and so he's charted the last 10 years, well, since uh, 2010, so let's say the last 12 years, um, without fail, there's not one time where the subsequent one-year return hasn't been positive. And um, 99% of the time, it's positive by double digits. You know, so 20 to 60% would be kind of the range. Um, so really, that seems to be a pretty um, reliable uh, buying signal. You know, each time uh, the, the TV says markets are in turmoil, arguably you should go out there and buy some shares because the subsequent uh, 12 months return uh, is very positive. Now, th- that's difficult to do at times because every time seems different and every risk, you know, all the risks that they're talking about are different than the last time as well. And that's why markets overreact. But if we have the discipline, again, to stick to our investment strategy and keep investing each month, uh, clo- close our eyes and do that for the next 10 years, uh, rest assured, in 20 years' time, you will be wildly better off uh, for, for taking that approach. Now, sometimes after a really terrible year, it's tempting to abandon uh, an asset class in totality. 
So, for example, bonds are a good one. Now, bonds are typically a safe investment. We invest in bonds because they're negatively correlated with shares. So when shares fall, bonds typically rise. Again, there's only been, before last year, there's only two times the last 100 years that hasn't happened. Unfortunately, that happened again in 2022. So it's three times the last 100 years. Um, But, you know, it's a very unique uh, uh, event. So, you know, some people might look and go, why are we, look back and why are we investing in bonds? Forget about bonds. Well, the first thing I would say is when you look back at average return since 92, so using that previous chart, uh, the average return is nearly 6% per annum. So, obviously, bonds, you know, it shows bonds uh, can generate reasonable returns, but also having the discipline to stick to a long-term asset allocation, uh, even in the face of uh, you know, really poor performance or uncertainty or risk that we might see, um, having that discipline will serve you in the long run. So it might be tempting to say, well, we don't want bonds in our portfolio anymore. Uh, in fact, that that's probably the worst time to say that now because we're probably, well, we've almost certainly seen the, the bottom of the bond market. So really returns are more likely to be above average from here on in. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, will depend on interest rates and inflation, of course, but uh, so it's, it's not really, it's the worst time to really abandon an asset class is after a, a year of, you know, one in, uh, sorry, three in 100 chance uh, of uh, performance. So that's another kind of lesson, I guess, is, you know, we, we must have that discipline to stick to it. Now, what will 2023 teach us? Well, uh, who knows? And let's wait for another 12 months and I'll do that uh, that topic on this uh, podcast. Uh, my guess is that 2023 will teach us that the investors that held their nerve through 2020 uh, didn't sell down any quality investments. Uh, of course, if they had some duds and they need to sell them, that's uh, more than prudent typically, uh, but really quality investments. And also the, the, the investors that were well-placed to make additional investments t- during 2022 I think over the course of this year, uh, it will be proven to us or demonstrated to us that that was in fact a a very good opportunity and in fact the right approach. Uh, So we all know that if we're investors, we're going to experience volatility. Uh, Certainly last year was one out of the box because really there's, as I said, there was only two asset classes that didn't fall. Uh, That's a very unique situation and, and probably unlikely to be repeated anytime soon. Um, but if we have our hold our nerve, you know, stick to the evidence, uh, stick to the long-term uh, approach, uh, we will be rewarded at the end of the day. And finally, to wrap up the topic today, I just wanted to share a, a thought that I was reflecting on over the the holiday season, and it was really that experience trumps everything. So knowledge is one thing, and knowledge is important. But knowledge without experience can actually be a bit dangerous because experience tells us how to apply that knowledge. You know, experience tells you, you know, when to invest, what to invest in, when not to invest, what to sell, what to hold on to, all those sorts of things. A lot of that is shaped by experience. Knowledge doesn't really inform that uh, decision making uh, too much. So experience is what you're really after. You've either, you can either get that two ways, of course. You can um, accumulate your own experiences, which can be quite costly because you'll make mistakes along the way. Or if you don't have that level of experience, then you really need to pay for it. So that is get an advisor. Now, I know that I've got a vested interest in saying that because that's the business that I'm in. Um, but despite that, I acknowledge it. But despite, despite that, of course, I really do think 
that is actually the case. And it kind of makes sense that, of course, you need experience to navigate um, difficult times. Uh, experience to navigate good times as well, uh, but I guess in, in really good times, uh, that is everything's rising, it's probably easy to make money, it's more difficult in, in very volatile times to have that fortitude and foresight and discipline uh, to really stick to the plan. Okay, that's it for me this week, uh, until next week, bye for now.